CIOs and CISOs often struggle with security budgets. How do you budget zero trust? How do you budget zero trust in there? So I think that, and this kind of connects with another question about if you're a C-suite or uh, you're going to ask a CISO or CIO, I think these questions are kind of connected. Most customers have budgetary constraints, right? And certainly have budgets. I think that, uh, and I'll, I'll turn it over to Scheibel and Chris in a second, for a zero trust journey or for a zero trust approach, you have to look at multiple dimensions of your security and business. Zero trust is really about, not about compliance risk, it's about business risk. It's about the cost uh, and the potential risk of not implementing this approach and these types of platforms uh, and the potential impact on the business. Compliance risk is, is is something different. With that, you know, like any project, you're you're going to want to look at what the budget is, what your ongoing BAU uh, operational expenses, what your net capital expense would be, and then weigh that against the the potential risk. And we talk about risk quantification, um, and that really starts from data. What's the potential for a breach? What's the impact of a breach on brand? What's the impact of a breach on business continuity? And then, you know, I mean, it gets really complex because have you developed as a customer, have you developed as a business a cyber resiliency plan that you've tested and that you know you can recover from? Do you have the proper backup strategy? There are a whole series of interconnected capabilities that if I'm a, a board, I'm going to make sure that as a business, we've got the most, what we determine to be the most important capabilities either in place or in process. And then to have a clear statement uh, from a journey perspective of how implementing these technologies protects the business and lowers business risk going forward uh, at the proper cost. I mean, I think budget is being spent today implementing security programs that we invented uh, years ago. You know, I, I think that's the real opportunity here from a from a spend perspective is by taking a zero trust model and refactoring the way that you do security, you'll be able to move some of that budget allocation around. And it won't be just about buying firewalls. It'll be about turning on, you know, a zero trust function in a firewall, which removes the need for you to be moving all the data to do analytics at the core, right? But there's, I think it's important that you marry up the strategy as we talked about before, a zero trust strategy. You know, obviously there's alignment to technology, but with the budget and ask the question as to where am I spending my money today and what would this transformational approach do in order to move some of that budget to places that it's better utilized. Fundamentally, that's where we need to go with cybersecurity is, you know, the zero trust uh, concept actually allows you to start to remediate uh, issues at the time by which those issues occur rather than having to go and hunt for them later. And, you know, that's really the essence of this is budgets will change. Obviously, they're going up. But where you spend the money, I think, can be enabled by a strategic program like this. I think it's important for organizations to understand where they want to apply zero trust first. The budget allocations will be done according to that. However, I would apply the same concept of fail fast in terms of zero trust because you then look at a business problem, quantify the risk associated with it, look at the outcomes associated with that business problem, and then apply zero trust. So when the boards are approving the funds, it cannot be a blank approval for zero trust implementation for an organization because that's not something which is achievable in a year's time or two years time. So the idea would be to get started with a specific area 
of business problem with this first approach, apply zero trust to it, and then constantly evolve from there and learn from them, and then get, ask for new budgets. Yeah, and uh, the one thing I would add, you know, and I think the question before kind of intimates it: security has become a board level and a C-suite level discussion, right? It's really elevated and not not just importance, but as as it's moved from just a not just but from a compliance risk uh, management function to a compliance and business risk. And obviously with the, the pandemic and the significant increase in ransomware attacks around the world, it's become much more public. So I think it's important and we're seeing a lot of CISOs uh, and CIOs engaging that discussion with us, which is, you know, can you come, you know, speak to our board? Can you talk about your X-Force threat intel uh, report, you know, your cost of a breach? some best practices. So I think that, that that's accelerating and we're seeing more of that as well. And then uh, if you look at zero trust adoption, I'd say in, in some factor, right? So if you think about identity and access management, data protection, in some fashion, all businesses are at some level of maturity around what would be parts of a zero trust approach. I think that it is accelerating. Uh, difficult to put a, a number on it. I think that the concept of zero trust, whether they would describe it as such or not before, it was part of everybody's strategy, which is how do you protect, how do you have the right access to the right uh, application by the right user at the right time?